Welcome to the In the Pocket edition of the Game Sports Show. In the Pocket presented by Sports Center Bar and Grill, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario's best sports bar for six years in a row, three years best wings. Located on 624 Wellington Street West in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, you can follow them on Instagram, which is tagged at Sports Center SSM, or Facebook, which is tagged at Sports Center SSM. TGEM and the Game Sports Show and Sports Center have been a family for over five years. Sports Center is the first original home recording of the Game Sports Show Canada, and if you want to watch the game, be part of a great sports atmosphere while having delicious food there is no better place or bar literally in town get there today or you may miss us or miss out on another great night from the Sioux's best sports bar now let's get kicked off with in the pocket hosted by david mckay jr joined by co-hosts justin heichel ej russell jamie antonello and tyler Wollett. Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show. This is the In the Pocket Edition Season 5, Episode 15, presented by Sports Center Bar and Grill, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario's Episode best one? bar. And it's 60 times in a row that they won Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario's best sports bar, three times best wings. And it's Episode 15. I will Episode re- what? Episode 15. Episode what? Episode 15. And Holy smokes. And it's David McCaig, the host of the In the Pocket. I'm joined by co-host EJ Russell. That's the voice you hear on the yep. other end. EJ, how's you go, my friend? Yo, ho, ho, and the bottle of rum. It looks like an easy week this week. Uh, coming from the champion of the Pick'em segment. Uh, <laughs> I'm here yet. to tell I'm you official. that. that official. You know what, though? I... I these are some of my favorite episodes where you and I get to go head to head. This is two of the original four horsemen for those that don't know. And uh, I'm about to take Dave to school. So get your notebooks out, get ready to go. We're talking NFL football today. This is in the pocket. Oh, you know, everyone has David McCaig pinpointed for certain shows. Everyone's got EJ pinned for certain shows, but we're all involved in all the shows that we do. And let's speak about those shows briefly before we get into in the pocket let's do the usual getting into some background what we've done this week what's on the docket and also maybe a quick shout out again to sports center maybe i should do that right now yeah let's do that right now delicious wings delicious pizza many cold options available as well for terms of beverages there's beer there's liquor options they have moscow mules there okay i'm a big fan of moscow mules and they got some delicious moscow mules and the staff there on hand at Sports Center Bar and Grill, know how to get the job done in terms of top-tier customer service and also serving some great food and some delicious drinks. That's why the Sioux Street Ontario's best sports bar six years in a row and also best wings. How many years in a row? That's six. One, two, and how three, many years? Four, and five, how many years seven. best wings? That's one. That's two. That's three years best wings. That's one. That's not two. That's three. That's three. That's three. Okay. Sports Center Bar and Grill, folks. When you win multiple times, that tells you something. Okay, Sports Center, check them out on Facebook and on Instagram, one of the original homes to the game sports show, Sioux, Ontario. That's where our first live news show in Sioux City, Ontario was recorded. And fun fact, we recorded out of a cell phone. I think everyone actually knows that story because we have dove into that. But phone and cup. That's right. Phone on top of one phone, one cup. Yikes. And now let's get into a little bit I want to dive into about the game sports show background. Uh, not in terms of the show, but I mean in terms of show. Or phone and a cut. cup. 
the phone in a cup. We had ESPN 1400 edition that was released this past Monday. Yours truly, Scott Neeson, Butch Davis, uh, the crew with ESPN 1400 Radio, along with a lot of additions this past weekend between the, the 10th, 11th, and 12th, going into the 13th, including full-time with Scott Neeson and Daniel Scarpino. There's also some local recordings in terms of local games over in Sioux, Michigan, in particular. Make sure you check those out. If you especially didn't see it live, why not check it out after? Even if you know the result, it's always good to tune in. We have all that content, plus we have other content that we have uploaded on thegamesportshow.com. You just have to go there and check it out and check where you get your podcast. It could be on Apple, it could be on Spotify, it could be on Podbean, it could be on Podtail, it could be on Amazon Podcasts, even Google Podcasts. Wherever you get them, check out The Game Sports Show. And hey, don't hesitate to give us a like and a follow. Subscribe. Instagram, Facebook, all over there. Soon to be on YouTube. And I did announce last week that the 20th of December would be the Theo Fleury show. I got caught a lie. It will be the 27th. I was wrong by a week. My apologies. After Christmas, a good little Christmas gift from yours truly and the crew at TGEM, which stands for the game entertainment and media and the game sports show. will have our Theo Fleury upload on YouTube on the 27th. Now, speaking of the 27th and that week, yours truly will be going on vacation. Yes, in the middle of a pandemic, I am going on a plane and I am flying to the Cayman Islands and I am going to be just in terms of the sun, going to get my nice tan on. So there will be shows scheduled to be determined, but I won't be hosting those shows. That includes the, the USA edition and obviously the Canadian edition. So in the pocket, top shelf. Does that mean I have to be in charge again? You are hosting in the pocket. You are hosting in the pocket on either the 29th and 5th or just the 5th. Our schedule is going to be released because on Christmas, we are going to do our usual two week vacation, 10 to 14 days to be exact. And that will be starting on the 19th this week. We will not have an upload for Sioux State, Ontario, Canada's edition, at least until the 29th of December or at the latest. January the 5th. So make sure you keep an eye on that. And yes, that does not include the special edition upload. I will be doing that special edition upload on the 27th. Well, can we have a, can we have a quick conversation though? Like for anyone that listens to this podcast regularly, when I'm in charge, things seem to always go wrong. I, I I've done hundreds of episodes of recording and hosting and this and that. But whenever I happen to be put spot in charge, the episode screws up. So if it's a little late, don't be mad. We'll get it. I promise no matter what it takes, we'll get it up. But if it's a little late, A, you can definitely blame me. And B, just don't plan on it being on time. If you're not, if you're planning on it being late, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Now, speaking of who's going to be in charge of editing, who does that? Of course, TGM and the Game Sports Show has background editors, which include Alex Parr. I do edit some of my own work. Alex Come on, Bud, yeah, EJ does, and I obviously do the main editing for uploads as well. We have a team that does it, but in my absence, Alex Parr will be in charge of doing the uploads on the site. So you know what? If it's Lady J, a little bit of blame will go to Alex Parr as well if he's a little bit behind, okay? So- no, none of the blame will go to Alex Parr. TGEM listeners, listen. It's my fault if it's late. I guarantee you it will be my fault. I just, so Isaac Newton says when things come up, they must come down. TGEM says when EJ is in charge, things go down. So whatever it is, I'm sorry. I apologize in advance. I will do my best. You guys know I can post a show. 
I've done it on the hot seat, which is probably the best worst show we have. Uh, <laughs> quick little break um, from, the, from the hot seat. We're having a quick little real hiatus currently. Well, it's it's become difficult. Tyler's incredibly talented, but it's become very hard for us to record good quality content when he's at CMU. And I'm here in Eski doing uh, my normal, I, I'm a human being, I have another job stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but listen, if it's late next week uh, in the pocket segment, you can totally blame me. And speaking of the date, it'll be the 29th or the 5th, to be honest to listeners, it looks like we might be leading on the January 5th, okay? Just so everybody knows, we have a very busy January coming up because we are going to video content on our new shows. Of course, as I mentioned, for the, this is the fourth time, I believe, maybe the third or fourth, nonetheless, the 27th will be our first special edition upload on YouTube, okay? But as I mentioned, new shows will be taking a little break. We'll be coming back January the 5th, but we'll be doing YouTube uploads for those new shows in Sioux, Ontario, and also all of our shows on our platform for the Game Sports Show the week of January the 17th, okay? Just so everybody knows. And also, that will be the official launch of the TGEM platform. And there is a a pre-launch of TGEM platform. And what's that pre-launch again? Let me remind you, the special edition show on the 27th, and maybe some other editions from other content providers dot 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 lots of news there from the beginning that's about seven minutes almost some news and some back and forth but hey it's needed and we know what we had to eat up some time on the show despite that we don't have a lot of time we had to talk a little bit of air because it's seven minutes of us talking about nothing let's get into football let's go in the pocket kicking it off we are actually before we go to your topic ej i gotta do a brief mention about something that i didn't really tell you i was gonna do off air brief mention to the great cup the winnipeg blue bombers getting their second Gray Cup in a row. We talked about it on the ESPN. We were talking CFL last week. We were. We were talking CFL. Fans have asked for more CFL discussion, and they want us to get back into more local news. We did as much as we could this year with local. We have a lot of local in the Michigan side of things, but in terms of CFL, we want to get more into it. We did last week. I will right now, and we will do more, I promise, as the next season comes around. But the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, back-to-back Grey Cup champions. Good to see them beat the Hamilton Ticats because Hamilton and Toronto had a wicked game in the conference finals, uh, and it it uh, conference finals. Let's say everyone. Well, knows. and Hamilton didn't Ham in Hamilton signed Johnny Manziel, so I'm glad they lost, and that's fine because as a Browns fan, wishing the 22nd pick in the first round on Johnny Manziel, I'm glad the Hamilton Tiger Cats lost. You you grab Johnny Manziel, go Winnipeg Blue Bombers, go Travis Lule, let's go. Now Winnipeg Blue Bombers, okay. You have Zach Caleros, former. I love their jerseys, by the way. Great jerseys. Zach Caleros, former very classy. He's great talent. That team is great to watch. And actually part of my connected to my full-time job, that's where the head office is of my, of my full-time job outside of the show and platform. And they were, they were having a good time in Winnipeg. Okay. Winnipeg was having a very COVID friendly is what they tell me. I doubt it. Uh, They haven't been that excited since the jets were good. Yeah. That's ouch. Jets fans are going to, hate that comment but i hey you know what it's a hockey podcast give me a little smoke let's go you got some hockey you got football we talk everything now what i want to mention about the cfl it's that you know what they mentioned a good interesting question should the cfl go to four down football or should they stay at three down football yes you go can we can we talk about this that's what i said that's why i said no well here here's my thing absolutely the cfl should go to traditional four down football and here's why the CFL gets a lot of talent from guys like uh, 
I, I, and I know he had a longer NFL backup career. Let, let's look at a guy like Troy Smith from Ohio State. Heisman Trophy winner. If he would have gone to CFL, he would have been a stud in that league for probably five, six years. Okay. He might have in that time learned how to play his position better because it's still professional football. The thing that I hate the most about being a fan of a bad team. Hey, Cleveland Browns fan. Okay. I've been a bad team for a long time. It's like being a Lions fan. It's like being the Jaguars fan, which we'll get into that. When you're a fan of a bad team, sometimes you get the comparisons of, oh, Alabama could beat the Cleveland Browns. Every player on an NFL team is the best player at the worst, like at the worst. uh, Let me rephrase. They're the worst, best player at their spot, no matter what spot they're at. So they're a top three player on their team, most likely, no matter what position they're playing. Okay. This, the NFL isn't college. The CFL is a nice place where players like Doug Flutie, nice place where guys like Jim Kelly, a nice place where guys can go and develop into NFL talent and still play above the level they were just at. I'm not saying that the CFL is the NFL. It's not, okay? But guys like, let's, let's use a guy I know, Travis Lulick, okay? He was never going to be an NFL talent. He never had a shot at the NFL. But if he doesn't go to the CFL, if he doesn't play there, he never has even a remote prayer. It's a last chance effort for a lot of guys, and it's still pretty goddamn good football. I know that the rules are slightly different right now. Three down football, guys moving forward, whatever. I don't care if you want to keep the guys moving forward. I actually like that because it it, it, it promotes the passing game, which is what the NFL is geared for so go ahead and keep doing that, but let's make it four down football. Let's to make it 10 yard downs. Let's get the running game a little more involved and let's give these guys an opportunity to continue to play because you know what? The great cup, the CFL is not bad football guys. A lot of guys in the NFL that have made the hall of fame have come from the CFL. Give them a shot. You know what I'll say? I'll say yes to four down football. You went into a good point there, but I'm also going to bring up two interesting points that are made into one. The CFL, I think, in my opinion, should be used as, like you kind of geared to, a developmental league or a minor league to the National Football League. And how do you do that? Can, I ask, you, you well, have, can I ask you a question then? Yeah. Which is a better feeder system? And this is a legitimate argument because a lot of the guys that play in the CFL are a couple years removed from NCA. Is the NCA AA not a feeder system for the NFL? Like, I, the CFL is a guy's a place where guys get second chances, and that's how it feels. Yeah, the NCAA is the feeder system, is it not? It is. It's supposed to be. I would like to see you can combine. Why not make them both? Why not if somebody if you have a first twentieth pick in the first round that you're like hmm, may not be ready. I want to get them to develop a little bit. Send them if it goes back to school, which usually they don't go back to school from what I remember correctly. If they commit to the NFL draft, maybe unless something can be arranged there. But yeah, maybe you go to the CFL, right? My idea is, though, if you, if you ever did that, and I'm speaking full ifs right now. I'm not saying they should. I think it's something to observe, to observe the Canadian Football League. But then you got travel, right? There's funds, and there's a lot of expenses you have to think of. But if think of this. If you do make the CFL like a little system, you're going to have to increase the CFL in teams, maybe another six, 
to maybe nine teams to go to 12 to 15, and then two teams would have to share one team, right? Which means maybe... But then it wouldn't be the CFL. It, it'd be the... Okay. It would Humor be me. The there, there's the NHL. What's the feeder system? The AHL right now. Yes. What it used to be, it'd be an IHL, an IFL, an international league. Oh, so you're like saying the XFL, like what The Rock wants to start, be a good maybe developmental league. No, no, no. I'm not talking XFL, but the second you you have to cross a border, I like how the NHL back then used to call it the IHL. Now it's the AHL. It's, it's not just American. It's North American mm-hmm. International. Marley's are there. The IFL. Hamilton's there. There's teams that Call are- the IFL. Bring in those European uh, cities like London. Oh. Bring in Winnipeg. Bring in... Make a little uh, Toronto and, and create an IFL, a theater system. That's one thing that the NFL has been lacking for years. And w- when it comes to baseball, hockey, all those other sports, it really is important to to come up in a farm system. It does significantly help. The NFL doesn't have that. So I think that, uh, Dave, I'll piggyback off you. I think that'd be a great idea, but. You can't just do it in Canada. You have to bring it below uh, your southern border. Yeah, it would, and you can make more teams in Canada, though, with that IFL, though. You can do maybe a team. You can consider a team, and uh, you already have Edmonton. What am I talking about? You already have, you have teams. Maybe you could think of a team that's in Nova Scotia, right? I don't know. I'm just picking out, like, you can not too many, maybe two or three more teams in Canada. Like you said, you pick up some teams in America, maybe overseas. You Do like a spring league. Yeah, you got yeah, you got lots of options. Now, I'm speaking something that would take years to develop, but I think you have an opportunity for the NFL to utilize something as a feeder system where NCAA is. Don't get me wrong, it is a good system for that. But you're playing college football and you're finishing at a young age playing football 20, 20, 21, 22, 23, 20, I think the highest age is 23 max. 23 usually. max, right? I thought 24. But I mean, Br- Brandon Whedon was a rare example. He came out in his late 20s, but yeah. Uh, that that does happen when guys go. That that most typically happens in the football system when a guy goes to play baseball. It doesn't happen often, but sometimes you do see later twenties. Uh, college quarterbacks. You have like it's not like it is for hockey with a junior, where like you're done by twenty and you can go play in the American Hockey League, or or if you're in college. Well, ju- juniors, juniors, juniors for hockey is very different because, yeah. like, I'm I'm not gonna pretend. Like I was a great hockey player. Okay. I, I could score goals. I, I used to think I was an excellent playmaker, but what made me uh, a good teammate was I was a very tough guy and you didn't, you didn't fuck with my guys. Like I, I was a guy that you'd sign on your team. Like I'd probably have, you know, in a 40 game season, I might have 20 assists, seven goals and 49 penalties. Like, <laughs> but guaranteed that if a puck came in the corner and somebody put his stick in your gut, like I was there to back you up. The problem is in the NFL, you don't see so many role positions like that, like you do in the NHL, like you do in Major League Baseball. Guys, guys can come in just to be guys. Guys can come in just to throw guys out in baseball. Guys can come in just to get a hit. In hockey, guys can come in just hit a guy. Guys can come in just hit a one time. Guys can come in to just start a fight. And the NBA, a guy can come in to just hit a three. A guy can come in to just play defense. In the NFL, you don't have a guy that can do one thing, okay? And I think that the CFL has the potential to be a place where a guy can become more than just one thing. And that's what I'm getting at here. And I think that the NFL should seriously consider 
a feeder system, it's very difficult to do because NCAA football is so good. You know, you, you do hear those arguments every year that can Alabama beat the worst team in college football? Can Alabama beat Indiana? Can Alabama beat Coastal Carolina? Can Alabama beat X college? It doesn't matter what it is. There are good enough teams in college that look like they can compete that higher level, but the higher levels need to get more respect. I think that they do uh, in football deserve a better farm system. They may feel that the NCAA might lose fans with that. I highly don't think so. I really have such a passionate fan base in America. I think you can have NCAA. The pageantry mattered. And then you can have the, the, the feeder system. Then you can have right into the NFL. So there's a lot of options. That's what I wanted to bring up. I'll fly it out, say this to summarize the point is four down football, yes, and CFA, or CFA, wow, CFL, uh, but they should observe maybe a, a feeder system league like EJ and I were talking about. I think that'd be very interesting to ever see in the National Football League for sure. Now, hard to do. Very hard, and it would be very hard and also very time-consuming. So this is a good what-if-could-have conversation that was unplanned for us, to be honest with you. Now, that will be my point, EJ, that I will bring up. So before we go to your topic, I'll do my brief mention about the point that I was going to do after you. The NFL granted the Seattle Seahawks, Minnesota Viking marketing rights to Canada in a bid to build brands. So this is as per Dave Naylor, TSN Football Insider. A little shout-out to TSN. Bell Media slash ESPN. Everyone knows that we are on the ESPN 1400 platform, so I can give a little extra love there. The National Football League on Wednesday award international home marketing rights for Canada to the Minnesota Vikings and Seattle Seahawks as part of a league-wide initiative aimed at building brands and the NFL's following beyond U.S. borders. They award 18 of its team's rights to 26 international zones in eight countries, and follows the NFL's commitment that each of its 32 teams will play one home game over the next eight seasons beyond U.S. borders. Besides Canada, rights were awarded to teams that bid for those in Australia, Brazil, China, Germany, Mexico, Spain, and the United Kingdom. Best efforts will be made to have teams play those games in countries where they own international home marketing rights. You can look at NFL 4-5 on Twitter, and you can check out tsn.ca for the full article but this mainly means that the seattle seahawks are likely to be staging a game in canada sometime over the next eight years and the vikings may do so although they are also one of the six nfl teams that secured rights in the united kingdom as well so in seattle seahawks i had a good tweet today the home for the hashtag 12s everywhere just got a lot bigger Sign up now for 12 North News and updates to be the first to hear about upcoming events and unlock your own 12 North mobile wallpaper. And that is they have a good Canadian shutout for the Seattle Seahawks on their Twitter page. And there's more on that article as well as the Minnesota Vikings had a good shutout uh, for Canada. So I'd be very interested to say you can think of teams that are close in Canada, such as the Buffalo Bills and the Detroit Lions. So you have to think that Minnesota would play Buffalo and Seattle would play Detroit or vice versa or something around that mean. But that's a very good article, very good news. And people have asked, will you ever see a Canadian team in the NFL? I'm not going to say no, okay, but I would like to see it. And I think if there was a team, it would be in Toronto. It'd be almost like the Blue Jays, the MLB. If they did a team, it would be in Toronto. And people ask me, would you leave the Steelers to like Toronto? Because everyone knows I'm a Toronto fan. I can never turn my back. You would. 
I would not turn my back on a team, but I would have a secret love affair with that Toronto team if they were there, let me tell you. EJ, get into Urban Meyer. I didn't get into a lot of the agenda. I will say it quick. The agenda was brief break, uh, great cup action, Canada marking rights, Urban Meyer, pick them, and then a conclusion portion, which would be kind of maybe a round table or just get right to the conclusion. That will be our agenda today, just so everybody knows. Because I blew it. I didn't bring it up off the hop because I was excited to talk. Great cup. EJ, Urban Meyer. We'll, we'll keep this short and sweet and to the point, okay? I'll give everybody the short timeline, and then Dave and I'll get into our opinions, okay? When the Jacksonville Jaguars, and this is coming from a guy that is a fan of the, the Ohio State University, guy that Herb Meyer won a national championship in 2015. Uh, I thought this was a terrible hire off the get-go. Urban Meyer loses the locker room. Urban Meyer loses the players. Urban Meyer tells his coaches that, that they're losers. They're not winners like him. Urban Meyer... This last Wednesday, the report comes out that he kicks uh, Lambo, that the, their kicker in the leg. It's just enough's enough. Like, grab as much crotch as you want in your own bar. This is not appropriate in the NFL. Urban Meyer, you're fired within less than a year on your five-year contract. I thought this was a bad idea off the get-go. I continue to think this is a bad idea in, going forward. I don't know if Urban Meyer gets another coaching job in football. Okay. This is a sig- and I'm not talking college or pro. Like I'm saying, I don't think the guy ever coaches another game and he shouldn't. Okay. Urban Meyer, go down, take your status, take not nod your cap, shut the hell up and just walk away because this NFL experiment didn't go well you don't know how to coach trevor lawrence you don't know how to coach nfl players it's a little different okay you you can't kick a guy in the leg and tell him make your damn kicks when he's getting paid 10 million dollars a year to kick a ball and you're getting paid 10 million dollars a year to do the whole damn job urban meyer you weren't meant for the nfl i said that off the get-go i'm sorry that this was a terrible experiment in Jacksonville, thank you to Shad Khan for finally understanding that this is a bad choice. Urban Meyer, good luck in the future. Just retire from coaching. Sit down and uh, finger bank some chicks in your barley. You know, the, the big thing is that I'll... I got a little nastier than I want to at the end, but... Big thing is that the project did not work out with Urban Meyer, okay? And Trevor Lawrence, you know, it's a very... I've said this on the show, and I can quote back. I said I thought this kid was going to be a bust and he will be that way if coached improperly, okay? That's all I'll say. Trevor Lawrence is a a good talent. He should be a top-tier quarterback for many years to come, but I feel that it's very different for football than other sports in terms of development, that you can hinder one's development quite quickly if it doesn't work out. I think Urban Meyer was a part of that. He was a part of this development rate of the rookie season. And if you don't address that right away, there's some background people are thinking that, you know what, we have to get a coach that can buy in and play Trevor Lawrence's style or help him buy into his particular style that will bring him success. Jacksonville is a team that's interesting. You know, they had Fournette. I was a Fournette fan. I still am. I like Fournette. He's awesome. He's great on the Bucks. You let him go. I think that was foolish. They didn't. They didn't let him develop properly. There's other things that came up in his in his time in Jacksonville too. I know outside of being coached and all, uh, and the playing time there, and just the team overall. But you have a team 
in Jacksonville uh, that has a good quarterback at the helm that a lot of people would be hungry to have a, a top pick for. And you don't want to waste that in terms of hindrance of a development and making this address right away. I am a firm believer that coaches are a big part of the development, obviously. Good point, TJ. I feel like that was awesome discussion back and forth uh, with a couple points. Now let's get to the pick em. Usually this is Heichel's topic with the standings and people remembered at a time that I was briefly at the top of the standings, but now I'm hovering and staying consistent with the one spot shenanigans. Like I don't mean one spot by number one. I'm meaning that I'm staying at the number two pretty consistently. It seems like, but EJ give us the pick of standings. We do not have Justin's or Tyler's picks, but they are in. As far as I know, I believe they are in. If not, I'm sure EJ will be on it in terms of sending it to the group and making sure picks are in. And so you will only hear myself and Jamie's picks, but I can promise you, you got the two most, let's say, strict people on the show in terms of ensuring picks are made, especially because I screwed up the first week, so and I don't hear the end of it. So I'm a part of that with EJ. Uh, so, well, I, I, I screwed up too, but let, listen, let's get into this, okay? Here are the standings as they lie, Dave. After I read the standings, I'll let you give your picks. Yep. But uh, Mayfield of Dreams is 139 plus one, which brings me to 140 total. T-Jam Prez, 13, is at 119 plus 12, brings him to 131. So 140 to 131. Pike is at 119. Tyler is bringing up the, the seller. We don't need to talk about his picks because he's out. Um. <laughs> So basically, you have to tell everyone how they're going to make up hundreds of thousands of dollars. So, Dave, your picks this week, please. Good club. Nine behind you. I need to. You're done, dude. I, I told you at the beginning of the year, you, you thought that one week you had me. I said, nobody knows football better than I do. This is American game. I'm an American guy. Okay. You don't have a shot. We're not talking NHL. <laughs> We're not talking puck. Okay. This is my game. I got this. Please call. So you can try to. If you think I'm going to catch EJ. <laughs> Thanks. Please, right. Let me, let me call NHL games. I'll do it better than you. You probably would. I, I you bring know me on the NHL show. I got, this. you know what I need to do? I need to start, I think gambling and no, I'm not promoting gambling. Sorry. I'm just saying, but it'd be fun to do that. I think, but besides Please gamble that, responsibly picks for this week, going to select the winners, chiefs, Browns, Colts, Bills, Cardinals, Dolphins, Cowboys, the football team, Steelers, Jags. Yes, I went with the heart with the Steelers and the Jags there a little bit. Bengals, 49ers, Rams, Packers, Buccaneers, and I chose the Bears over the Vikings. I need to try to see if I can make up some ground. I have 24-21 Bears over the Vikings, 21-17 Buccaneers over the Saints. I feel like it's going to be a higher game than I actually picked there. Who will score the most points this week? Arizona. Who will score the least? Let's see how it is. The Carolina Panthers. And just so everybody knows, that is the first time I have picked Jacksonville in over 32 games. Just That's so true. Knows. I have never picked Jacksonville. That's the third first time in 32 games that I have. So, I got some gamble picks and I try to make up some ground. DJ, your picks. Well, if you want to make money, please don't listen to Dave. I got the Chiefs tonight. Browns tomorrow against the Raiders. That, that's a tough game. I think Nick Chubb ends up having a very big game. 
if he's on your fantasy team, I think he's a must start. Well, I have a chub. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb has a big game uh, Saturday at 430 against the Raiders. Uh, another fun game, probably the best game of the week is Indy versus New England. Indy's that at is. home. Jonathan Taylor might be the best running back in this league right now. If you haven't gotten a chance to watch it, uh, I, sorry, cross promotion. HBO has in-season hard knocks with the Indianapolis Colts. Please watch that. Jonathan Taylor might be the best running back in this league that you don't know about. So I got the Colts going uh, at home against the Patriots. Bills over the Panthers at home. Cardinals on the road. Dolphins at home. Cowboys on the road. Eagles at home. Titans on the road over the Steelers. That's a better game than you think it's going to be. Jaguars at home against the Texans. I just think that they find a way to rally around the loss of Urban Meyer. Bengals on the road over the Broncos. 49ers at home. Rams at home. Packers on the road. Buccaneers at home. Vikings on the road over the Bears on Monday night. Vikings 17. Bears 14. Other tiebreakers. Saints 10. Buccaneers 35. Least amount of points this week. Houston Texans. Most points this week. The Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. So think of Dak of uh, Dak Prescott crying last year. That was sad for the Cowboys and the Cowboys fans. Devastating. That doesn't count because he hurt his ankle. Now, I when I think of the Cowboys, and this is kind of weird, I think of the Leafs, the Montreal Canadiens. I think the New York Rangers. I think of these high end markets. Oh, losers! <laughs> Yikes! Now, speaking of something that sucks that we're missing out and losing out on. And I Ontario, help myself on that joke there, there so. has now been restrictions in place in terms of COVID for watching games. Now, we do plan to have a top-shelf edition and some more new shows here this week in Sioux, Ontario. But I want to do a brief mention and tease that Scotiabank, has, Scotiabank Arena, I should say, sorry, has went down to 50% capacity, and the Montreal Canadiens will have zero fans this weekend in their games. Now, we're getting into that side again. Where Dave, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Is it because zero fans bought tickets or is it because the team shut them out? (laughs) (laughs) I kind of want to go with the zero fans bought tickets, but I won't chirp too much. COVID is obviously a problem. The national hockey league. And it seems like, which breaks my heart seriously that we may not see the NHL players in the Olympics this year because of this. Now I will talk about more on this on our hockey show. If you want to hear my teaser advice, I think the NHL should shut down for three weeks, take the loss of money, get everyone in isolation and then come back revamped in the new year. Take the two weeks off now, enjoy Christmas time, new year's with family, whatever, make sure players follow protocols that they're in isolation. They get paid millions of dollars. Let's make sure they do that and follow that. Other leagues have done a very good job of containing and done well in terms of the NFL. I think it's done pretty good. EJ might correct me if I'm wrong. I actually think the uh, NBA has done okay. Uh, in my, I don't know if I, yeah. So the, I think both leagues have done pretty well. MLB also did pretty good this year, but that's the summer and it's a summer sport. Anyways, you're outdoors for a good chunk of it. But the NHL has to come up with a quick blitz plan and I'll segue this into figure it out. I'll think of this in the pocket. I'll say it way to in the pocket football NFL. Good job for our COVID. And that's why I bring it up that stay safe. And I actually like the movement that's happened in Canada in terms of bringing down capacities. But I think there's another step that should be taken. As I already mentioned, take a time off NFL though. Good job. Love it in the pocket. We won't have to have delays on doing it. The Browns. 
we won't have to do in the pocket delays on any kind of means because the NFL doesn't screw up in terms of protocol, it seems like. Sorry. This ain't the CFL, bro. This ain't the CFL. We've had a lot of fun talking about the CFL. We talked to coaching. We talked in the pocket with the pick'em. EJ, do you have any final topics you want to bring up before I get into the conclusion rant that I always do? Uh, not really. Just want to say thank. Well, actually, let me say this. Macy, get the hell out of the trash. My dog is trying to eat garbage right now. Uh, just like my team, because we got to win out the rest of the way. So garbage time is, is what's going on here uh, in this household. Macy, if you eat another piece of garbage, I will spank your bottom. Uh, Cleveland Browns, if you eat another piece of garbage, I will start rooting for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, fuck yeah. That's way we have all, all the That's the worst thing I've ever said. I'm never rooting for Pittsburgh. I'd rather I'm keeping that clip forever. That's been EJ Rock. Joe Burrow. That's, and I want to say thank you to all the listeners. Hit like, follow, subscribe on all the platforms. We will and plan to have new shows this week with hockey. And also, we do plan to have a strike zone before I do go away as well. Uh, but that we hope to be uploaded before Christmas. We will be going on holidays. I did tell you that the week of the 19th will be going on holidays. So our recordings are going to be done prior to that, of course. So our last official upload in terms of new shows, we plan to for sure uh, be on the 23rd, but this for in the pocket will be our last in the pocket recording until either the 29th or the fifth, likely the fifth, but the 20th for the special edition upload has moved over to the 20th. Seventh, as I mentioned at the beginning. So there'll be some new shows still, despite that we're taking vacation because of pre-recording, but we will not have any additional new shows after the 23rd until at least our ESPN edition, special edition upload on the 27th. But in Sioux, Ontario, we won't have any shows until at least the 29th, most likely the 20 or the most likely the 5th of January. Any questions, you can message us on social media and we will let you know. Lots of big things coming with the Game Sports Show and TGM. So make sure you like, follow, and subscribe. Now, get And just, just, just because for anyone that does ever get to see this video, these are my doggos, Dixie and Macy. They're the sweetest things in the world. They are here. They are diehard. Look at this oh. Diehard Cleveland Browns fans. Yeah. Uh, they're in the clan. They're, they're cool. Very this one dogs indeed. Now this one's a good dog. We will have video. Speaking of that with EJ, we will have video in January. Very excited about that. It's going to be a great touch. Now getting to the conclusion. Look at this thing. Look at this collar. She's, she's got brown head, orange collar. Tell me that's not a Browns fan. She's a Come on. That's dog. the best Browns dog. Feel bad for her. I would like to remind you, keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah. Yeah.